Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. I am Patrick Chiodi. I am one of your two co-hosts of this program. Joining me, as always, is former Denver Bronco, Super Bowl 50 champion, all-decade cornerback, Chris Harris Jr. Chris, it's great to see you. Happy Wednesday. Just got done listening to your Broncos Avenue show. Great appearance. Uh, If you haven't listened, go listen. If you haven't listened to the DeMarcus Ware show either, go listen to that one. Chris, how you doing, man? It's good to see you. Doing good, man. Uh, Kids finally on break now, just getting them settled in and uh, have a nice little Christmas winter break and, um, you know, uh, get some time off. You know, I'm getting tired of, you know, uh, waking up early and getting them ready for school, man. So now I get a nice little break. Uh, I can't wait for that break to come. And and honestly, (laughs) I think it's a I think it's a much needed break, uh, especially for Broncos fans right now after last Saturday's game. Uh, Not really a game. So much, I would say, more of an ass whooping. Uh, yeah, Lions absolutely took care of business, forty-two seventeen. We're gonna recap that game. We're also gonna talk about the upcoming game against the New England Patriots at home. Always a big game when the Pats come to town, Chris. You know that more than anyone does. But before we get into that, we have a message from our sponsors. All the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering information, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming MMA fights, and NHL games this season. Head to their website today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And Chris, where we are going to start with the Denver Broncos is what the hell happened in Detroit on Saturday. I went back and I watched uh, a good portion of the film, as much as I could take, because it was Mm -hmm. ugly. It was nasty. And Detroit, their whole attitude... Uh, the the way that they play with grit, it was very evident on the film. Broncos D-line was getting absolutely pushed around. Broncos O-line was getting absolutely pushed around. It was just ugly. Uh, what was what was your take from that loss? Uh, and how do you see the Broncos moving forward just as a collective? Yeah. I mean, the playoffs are so close. And you lose a huge game with big implications like this one. How do you move forward as a team after a loss like yeah. that? Uh, when you play a team like the Lions, that was just a bad matchup, you know. Um, when you think about what they can do offensively, being able to run the football, having two dynamic running backs, you know, Gibbs is, you know, he's tough. He has that speed that our linebackers, um, where he exploited within our linebackers um, up the middle, you know, and gashed our D-line on the outside runs. And then you have a tight end, which, you know, tight ends, you know, they've been eating every once in a while versus – Uh, It's not as bad as it used to be in the past, but I think, you know, uh, it pops up every once in a while where the tight ends are eating on us. And uh, this will happen this game. You know, bad tackling uh, showed up again on the film. Um, That's not good. When you you play on the road, you got to bring your tackling and your defense. That's what wins you games on the road, right? Uh, 
That's how you go into Detroit and win. You got to pack your defense. I think when we played them, they're our Super Bowl year. I think we had like three three turnovers, you know. Uh, you got you got to pack your defense on the road. That's what the elite teams do. And uh, we just didn't do that. And uh, because, you know, the offense, you suspect the offense to struggle a little bit on the road, right? You, should, sure. you, you expect that a little bit. So you got to bring your defense and special teams. I thought special teams did a hell of a job, right? Punters. Uh, Riley Moss uh, jumped out of the screen. Um, yeah. Guys, you know, other than I think we had one mistake with number one where he didn't see the yeah. fair catch and we would have pinned him yeah. down there. But I think the game was over with anyways by then. But other than that, man, the special teams is doing a, a solid job. Uh, the only thing you can really be mad at is just – I'm really mad at was the defensive letdown. You know, I thought we could have played a lot better defensively and um, tackled better, and we, we kind of took a step back this week. Yeah, they, there was absolutely – I mean, that was one of the things that we talked about in our preview for that game was you have to be able to put pressure on Jared Goff and going into that game – Denver is one of the better teams in the league at creating pressure. Uh, their their blitz rate their blitz rate is extremely high, but it like just from the jump, you know, those first couple of drives, you get some stops, you force punts, which was great. That was a great sign. Defense is doing their job, but it just seemed like mm-hmm. Detroit made better adjustments uh, within the game than the Broncos did. I mean, they were they were making adjustments that the Broncos just couldn't catch up with, and. You know, yeah. to your point, special teams is playing great. Um, you know, defense is showing up early, but then they just fell off. They could not keep up with the speed. And then you're on the field for a long amount of time. You're going to get gassed, and and they sure were gassed. The Sean Payton yeah. talked about it um, a couple times this week, just talking about how this road trip is taxing and guys are tired and and all that stuff, but. This is part of the game. This is this is part of that schedule that you know is coming. That three game road trip is something that is is it separates the good teams from the great teams, and it separates right. bad teams from the decent teams, right? So, I, I think one of the biggest things that jumped out on the screen to me was just the way Jameer Gibbs and that Detroit offense just took advantage of the edge. I mean getting everything outside you mentioned it in the post game our linebackers do not have the speed to keep up with that mm-hmm. and that's what terrifies me about playing a team like Detroit and then like what? all this talk about the playoffs going and playing a team like Miami right now chris the game against Detroit was the second most missed tackles in a game this season and the first was against Miami I don't want to see Miami again. It's the speed running backs. It's the running backs. It's the running backs that this the four three running backs, right? These are the teams where those are the matchup issues. And um, I'm trying to think who has those guys in the AFC. Like you said, Miami. Um, now the Bills are starting to use it with Cook, right? Yep. They're starting yep. to implement him a lot more. Uh, I'm trying to think whether I mean we already know what the 49ers are doing with CM and yeah. uh, CM, you know Christian McCaffrey back there. You know, you, he's using his speed, the receiver. You know, receiver running backs now. So um, those are going to be an issue in uh, in the playoffs. And the best you got to have linebackers that be able to cover that, right? Yeah. Um, and um, that was I mean that helped us so much. You know, in our defense, having guys like Danny Trevathan. Well, I've seen go out there and cover tight ends, cover yeah. running backs, and play look like a defensive back. 
You know what yeah. I mean? You got to have those yeah. type of fast linebackers that can run, man. And and uh, because now we see now teams will find a way. You know, they'll they'll find that weakness, right? Uh, sooner yeah. or later. This is the NFL, right? It might work for four weeks. Now we now we five. Now we gotta. Now they're coming with a counter. Right. Yep. So um, we got to figure out how we're going to adjust to this and see how teams are going to continue to attack you. Because if I'm Belichick, I'm working the inside. I'm trying to get Henry the ball. I'm trying to figure out if I can get a receiver running back in the past, you know, try to get some matchups with that going into this week. Yeah. You know, one of the bigger things that was exploited, um, you know, there, there were a lot of things that went wrong for the Broncos against the Lions. Um, you can blame it on the play calling. Uh, you can blame it on, you know, poor scheme. You can blame it on uh, Russell Wilson not getting through his progressions fast enough. Uh, blame the offensive line for getting pushed around, whatever the case is. One of the biggest things that went wrong, Chris, um, there was a moment in the third quarter where Broncos just got done with one of the worst officiated sequences of football I think we have ever seen. Uh, we get the the missed touchdown for uh, for McMillan, and yeah, sorry. that was touchdown. Yeah, yeah, we we get the we we get the missed touchdown, um, the questionable Javante call, which a lot of people were saying they should have challenged. You would have lost that challenge. Whatever, yeah. and then. You get the offensive offsides on Quinn Miners, which then a lot of people, even Dean Blandino came out and said, that's that's not offsides. We understand you're trying to push the rule, but that isn't offsides. <laughs> and that's a crucial call. So Sean Payton, visibly upset, yelled an expletive at the ref. You, It's on the broadcast. You can go back and watch the broadcast view. He is screaming F you at the ref. Oh, he was mad. He was oh, he was living. Off. Yeah, he was and, mad. Yeah, and then he has an interaction with Russell Wilson, where it a one way conversation is what we call it, and it's it sparked Broncos Twitter to go into absolute mayhem. Um, coaches are emotional. This is an emotional game. You know that more than anybody. Players are emotional. Yeah. Coaches can be very emotional, um, and when mistakes are made, and especially in times like that emotions are sometimes going to fly. What did you make of the Peyton Russ uh, interaction? Because I would love to yeah. get your thoughts on it. I have my own thoughts. I'll share after, but yeah. I want to get your thoughts on that whole interaction. Um, I really, I was very confused on it because I didn't, I was trying to figure out what did Russ do? Uh, what mistake did he make in that point in that situation? Um, my only thing is that maybe that he did want to challenge that. Uh, you know, and probably didn't want him to snap it or or to wait and bring all the, you know, the time down or something, then call time. I don't know what was his strategy right there, but – or maybe he was just going off on the rest and just talking to Russ, you know, or just talking football but really going off, you know, you know and it might not even been that Russ, right? So uh, sometimes that happens in the game, you know. Sometimes the coach will come up to you just talking football you know and he's emotional but he might not even be talking about you or something that mistake that you made you know so we don't know what was going on in that conversation um uh, you know Sean Payton's not he's, he's he looks like a coach that uh demands excellence from all his guys that he's gonna 
He's, if he can gripe out Russ, he can, he's going to gripe out Pat Sertan. You know, he's not he's not going to shy away from there's, – there's no uh, favoritism I see with that and how he approaches his players. So I think that's a good thing too. You know, you need to hold everybody accountable. And um, so I don't feel bad at all what Coach Payton is doing, this football raw grown man. And, hey, man, look how much – look. Hey, Russ is getting paid for it, man. Hey, he's getting paid. Hey, if he messes up, man, he can handle a little coaching. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that is – that's the biggest thing that a lot of Broncos fans have been missing uh, about the whole interaction is, you. A, you don't know what was said. Nobody knows what was said except for, you know, Russ, Peyton, and Webb, who is standing right there. Um, And this is football. It happens. Like I, I've I said that yeah. like numerous times in tweets. Like th- it happens. We've seen it all the time. And like there were people trying to say that it was a race thing. And I was just like, no, it's not. It, this is a this is a no. coaching thing. Um, yeah. Coaches will get emotional. I'm. I mean, it, there was a it, again tweeted about this. There was a moment um, for me as a high school coach. I had a kid on on punt return or on punt um, blow his assignment. He had outside contain, completely blew his assignment, went inside, kid ran outside, scored a touchdown. I lost my shit. And I, you know, I'm I'm yelling at this kid. And a parent saw me from the stands and they came down after the game and they, you know, said I they said I was being too intense with the kid. I said, Well, what did I say? They said, I I have no idea. I said, Well, I was reminding him that he has a job to do. He's got 10 other guys out there that are doing their jobs. And he was the one reason why that play happened. We hadn't given up a touchdown in special teams all season. That was the one. And I mm. and I reminded him, you have a job to do. Remember your job. I love you. Mistakes are going to happen. Let's get him on the next one. It sometimes right. it's not so much the, you know, it, it it's the emotion that they're seeing and they think, oh my gosh, this is so bad. But really, maybe it's not even that. Maybe you're right. Maybe he was talking about the refs. Because he had just got, yeah. he had just got done screaming at them for the last thirty seconds, and so he's coming down the yeah. sideline, and he just wants someone to vent to. Who knows? But yeah. I think pump the brakes. Everything's fine. You know, they're they're grown men. And after the game, Sean did say what I say between you know what happens between Russell Wilson and I is none of your business, and he's right. It it, it isn't. Yeah. So I like uh, his face, man. I like him. He's old school. He's old school. And, yeah, and I think I like it rubs it. a lot of people the wrong way, but it's like, that's coaching, baby. <laughs> like you, yeah. I would rather have this than someone like Nathaniel Hackett, who's just kind of like buddy, buddy. He's an alpha ah, coach, man. Okay, champ. Like, nah, man, give me the old school guy. Um, yeah. All right. Last thing we'll say uh, about the Lions game, Chris, um, Jerry Judy. <laughs> What what a game Jerry Judy had! Finally, he's he's breaking out. It looks like he's having him having himself a good game, and I think that's what's going to lead us into the New England game because Jerry Judy was a target of the New England Patriots uh, in trade talks, and maybe this is a week that we yeah. say start Jerry Judy in fantasy. What do you think? Uh, what do you think the Broncos' offense is going to look like? against this new England Patriots team. Cause their run defense is yeah. pretty good. Pass defense, not very good, but yeah. still there's some opportunities here. When you play bill Belichick, he's, 
whatever you're good at on offense, he's always going to try to maximize and try to take that away, right? So he knows that right now we're, you know, we have a, a pretty pretty solid run game. You know, we're averaging over 100 yards a game usually, you know. So I would if, – if I'm Belichick, I'm trying to stop the run. I'm trying to do whatever I can to be able to stop the run this week, put it in Russell's hands and see if he can throw on our guys. And I think we, I think we still can throw over there on their guys, you know. Uh, I like Peppers. I think he's still a playmaker back there. We should definitely got to watch for him. But I think Corlin and Judy definitely have great matchups this week. Uh, but the, my first key point is that we got to get back to the run game. I want to keep Russ in around the twenty to twenty-five range, um, passing. Um, get get back to get us around, you know, thirty touches around with P Ryan and and Williams and uh, McLaughlin, you know. Piran's playing great, too. He definitely deserves more touches, too. So, yeah. you know, maybe he might cut into some of Javante's touches, man, because yeah, when I'm seeing this guy run, he's breaking tackles, he's getting forward, and he's getting us positive yards. So, I mean, uh, maybe Piran might be one of those X factors, too. I think so, too. I think there's no reason why he shouldn't be getting extra carries. He's He's been one of the most consistent guys in the run game. Runs really hard, uh, and he's been – easily our best receiver out of the backfield as well. And I think with the struggles that Javante is seeing as far as, you know, the explosiveness and, and catching passes out of the backfield, I think that there's reason, especially going against a three win team um, where you need to give this offense some life. And P Ryan yeah. could definitely be that catalyst to kind of spark and ignite this offense for the next two games against division opponents. So I uh, completely agree there. Uh, Chris, your second key that you uh, that you have for this game, it revolves around Bailey Zappi. And for those who are not familiar with Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones has been benched. Uh, a lot of people are clamoring for Mac Jones to be Denver's quarterback next year. I really, really mm. wish that that does not happen. Um, but I love Bailey Zappi coming out of Western Kentucky. This kid has a good arm. Um, he's not the most mobile guy, but he's got some zip on his on his passes, and he's definitely a smart kid. You put that in with a, a Belichick-style team, and he's kind of one of those guys that you would, you know, you, you, lo you love it when he succeeds, uh, and you hate it when he beats you. But their receiver room is just not – I mean, it, it doesn't move the needle yeah. for me at all. What do you think about uh, the, the Patriots offense and how should the Broncos attack uh, this Patriots team? Man, right now, you know, they, they have a solid, decent run game or run defense. So if I'm them, you know, we got to try to we got to try to establish the run because that's what's been our game. That's that's been our philosophy, being able to right. try to get them some play actions, um, try to sneak because, uh, you know, Belichick is going to blitz and he's going to be aggressive. Try to try to um, sneak. Definitely try to get Corlin on some deep shots. Work Judy over the middle because I don't really know any other DBs. You know, I think I don't think JC Jackson's playing. Um, no, he's gone. You know, Gonzalez is out. out. You know, I know they got Jalen Mills, a couple other young DBs. So they're kind of in a rebuild year. They probably already packed it up. You know, they're just trying to make it out healthy. Um, the key to the Broncos is you got to come out hot, right? We can't let this team hang around and hang around because then. Belichick will try to out-coach you in the end and try to win that game. So we got to stomp on them pretty fast. Um, they're ready. They'll be ready to go back home for Christmas, you know, and uh, enjoy their time celebration, you know. So uh, we got to – this is one of those games where you got to hop on them fast. 
Now, defensively speaking for Denver, um, obviously yeah. the tape on Detroit is out there. They they understand now that the middle of the field is going to be there um, and the outside oh, yeah. as, as far as, you know, attacking the Broncos defense, that that's going to be your key areas um, because yeah. you know, Jaquan McMillan, for all of the the great things that he's done, he had a rough game against Detroit. He was he was overly aggressive in shooting his gaps, um, gave up the edge a couple of times. How do you, you know, looking at this Patriots offense, last ranked offense in the league, how do you see the Broncos defense attacking yeah. Bailey Zappi? Well, you got to make Zappi beat you. This is a game, man, where we're coming on defenses that we're eliminating Ezekiel. Elliot uh, Stevenson, he, he's the highest uh, rusher on the year. I don't know if he's playing or not. Yeah. Um, but then you got to just eliminate their run game, right? And then another key part, you know, Belichick's going to turn on the tape and see that tight end last week had three touchdowns, right? So Hunter Henry, who has the most touchdowns, who probably is their number one receiver, you know, on the season, uh, yeah. they're going to be trying to get him the ball. So we got to be able to eliminate Hunter Henry, uh, force Zapp- Zappy to uh, throw the ball, uh, shut down the run, and that should be the game plan, man. We should have a good holiday, uh, getting ready to start this streak because the Broncos have to be able to win out if they're going to make try to even have a chance for the playoffs. Yeah, ten and seven has to be the goal right now. Seven and seven, got to take it one week at a time. You got three games left, two against division opponents, um, and and one of them, you know, one of those division opponents you lost to week one. It's time to you know, Mike McDaniel's. I, I was watching the the hard knocks in season with the Dolphins and Mike McDaniel said something about division games that Chris, it, it was like, whoa, this is absolutely right. In in order in order to beat them two times, you gotta beat them once. And I was like, that's right. that's the that's the most simple thing that you can think of with a division opponent, but it's like it's so true. You beat the Chargers once, you got to beat them the second time. You lost to the Raiders right. once, you got to beat them at least one time. You you cannot right. let that first game linger on. You've got like teams are going to change. This Raiders team completely different from the one they saw week 1. This is a completely different team. Yeah. So, you have to be able to take these games one game at a time. And I felt like with Detroit, they were kind of just they, they were kind of just going through the motions. They weren't really like yeah. they weren't really doing anything different. They were doing the same thing. They knew exactly when the Broncos were going to run play action. And it it I mean, those nickel and corner blitzes worked every single time. Because they knew. They oh, yeah, knew. that's they, a, that's a they um he exploited Coach Payton on that. We gotta talk about that. Because they understood that we don't drop back pass very much. And um, most of our games are play action or Russell do like a little fake read, you know, and then he's throwing pretty fast or he's trying to get the ball in his hands. Um, so it's not really – he's not sitting back, dropping back like Brady and, you know, Peyton all game. He's not doing that. So yeah. he's on the run. He has him sprinting out. He has him, you know, doing doing moving out the pocket, things like that. So um, what, what does Detroit do? Okay, since you're going to be doing those little handoffs, and we can, we're going to be that's going to buy some of our our edge rushers. Now we can send these safeties, we can send these nickels, these corners that got enough speed 
to be able to come on some delayed blitzes and be able to get there. And that just killed us all game, man, and uh, um, led to us having uh, Russ, you know, just running for his life all game. And when that happens, you know, uh, he doesn't play very well. And um, they, 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 we got to be able to get, develop a drop back pass game to be able to have success in the playoffs, right? Um, those are some weaknesses that can exploit you in the playoffs, right? You got to be able to drop back and throw it. Yeah, and one of the things that Russ has to be able to get going with is the getting into the rhythm. I feel like watching the last three weeks, I just feel like there's there is no rhythm with this pass game. Uh, th- there's no consistency. It's like one week yeah. he'll be he'll be making good decisions with the ball. He'll throw some, you know, he'll he'll get some on time passes, um, but then it's just like chaos ball for the rest, and. And then there's weeks where you're playing uh, smart defensive coordinators or aggressive defensive coordinators. Look at what Houston did. They did a lot of the same things that Detroit did. Mm-hmm. They were sending you know unique blitzes, late blitzes. Um, they were rotating coverage as well. Detroit was just, <laughs> Detroit was just sticky in coverage, and then had the wherewithal. It honestly, no shout out to Dan Campbell because that guy had the absolute gall to bring a safety blitz using the safety that was like 15 yards down the field and still managed to get home on Russ and force him into a bad situation. That is ballsy. That is so ballsy. And it's, it's basically Dan Campbell and everyone else who's playing Sean Payton now. And I expect Bill Belichick to do the same, just putting their nuts on the table, man just putting their nuts on the table and being like, I dare you to throw the ball. I dare you. You're Mm -hmm. not going to run the ball on us. I dare you to throw the ball with Russ and nothing. It's not there. So I, I looking at Belichick, who is very notorious for making quarterbacks see ghosts, you know, young quarterbacks normally, but he can make just about anybody see ghosts. I think that this is, not going to be the like offensive beatdown that a lot of Broncos fans want. I think this is going to be a very rough game to watch because Belichick, and we talked about this on the Bleacher Report show, Belichick is is going to be like, I'm going to ruin your playoff chances. I might not be in the mix for the playoffs, but I can ruin yours and I'm going to. So I'm expecting that. Uh, I, I I just wish that the Broncos would find some consistency on offense. Um, Chris, before we get out of here, yeah. we'll, let's do X-Factor players real quick. Who is your X-Factor player for the Broncos offense this week against the Patriots? Man, let's go. I want to go with the running back core, right? Javante, Piran. I think – I want to say Piran, man, because I'm – but I just don't know if Coach Payton is going to give him the amount of carries you know, to be able to ball out. But he's been a guy I think that can be a true X factor in this game, uh, being able to uh, keep us on the field, extend those third downs, catching those uh, um, those little dinking dunks that Russ likes to throw to him, those check down throws, and getting upfield, getting yards. So I, I think he can be a key X factor this week. Give him the ball. 20 carries. That's what we need. Um, and against the second-rank run defense, too, it has to happen. It's got to happen. Uh, X-Factor yeah. player for defense, Chris. I'm going to go with Justin Simmons this week, man. I think he gets a pick. I think um, 
He has to be able to shut down. We got to uh, shut down Hunter Henry. Him and P.J. Locke, they got to do a great job. Uh, I don't know if Kareem's back, if he's back he is. Uh, this week. Um, or How if many he's starting players or yeah, yeah. I think he'll play depending on if, if how how uh, many points we get up. Because P.J. Locke is playing great. It's hard to take him off the field right now. Um, but um, we got to be able to shut down Henry. I think Justin will have, a, um, have to make a lot of plays this week. Absolutely. Yeah, it, the defense has to step up. After last week, uh, Peyton, Peyton talked about the leadership in the locker room, um, you know, after the Detroit loss. And I think that – Tackles. With, yeah. Justin, Justin's one of those dudes that needs to be a voice on the defense and say, Hey guys, like this isn't up to our, this isn't up to our level of play. If we do want to be a playoff team, if we do want to you know, make a run, we have to be better than this. You're not going to beat Miami playing the way that you did against Detroit. You're not going to beat any of the, I mean, you might be able to, to take on the chiefs again, but like, you're still going to have to run into Miami at some point. And that's just right. a team that they're not equipped to beat right or now. the Bengals or the bills you don't want to I mean, they're getting they, hot right I mean, now so we don't want to be you want to you want to end the season with a three and oh streak you want to end oh, on yeah and feeling good about yourself yeah and i mean it, this this season this nfl season has been absolutely nuts it teams it, watching drew lock beat the eagles on monday night football i mean that it's absolutely insane you never That's like who knows night. who's my wife asked me, who's going to be in the Super Bowl this year? I was like, your guess is as good as mine. I think Baltimore is playing the best out of anybody it's looking right like now. like Baltimore that's and the Niners. That, that's what it's looking like. I mean, I wish it was a Harbaugh-Harbaugh uh, rematch again. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's going to be Shanahan-Harbaugh. Absolutely love that. Um, yeah, man, 49ers offense is just so fun to watch. Uh, quickly, before we get out of here, what do you what do you think of the uh, the Brock Purdy MVP talk? Do you think that it's legit, or do you think that he has the easiest job in the NFL yeah. as a quarterback? No, I think it's legit, man. That, that guy can make plays. I've seen him make plays with his feet, uh, being able to extend plays, uh, make some tight throws. Uh, he, he's, he's, he makes the right decisions more. And he's protecting. He protects the football. He can make all the throws. I mean, in this system, this, he's a West Coast quarterback. He's perfect for it, right? So um, he's orchestrating it nice. So you got to give him credit for what he's doing, man. Um, uh, it's hard to. It's there's no other clear cut player that you would say probably Tyree Hill. Um, McCaffrey. McCaffrey's making plays. He's balling. Uh, you know, he, he he takes small. He he, he makes him look good too. You know. Uh, Debo makes him look good, but he's still orchestrating the ball, though. So I wouldn't give him MVP. You know, it's tough, man. It's like he's it's, it's tough. You know, the the way that I look at it, like when I when I watch, I I have to watch their games on film every week because it, it's just the offensive orchestration is absolutely beautiful. Um, and I just see like these playmakers just pop out on the screen. CMC pops out, Kittle pops out. Uh, I mean, shit, even, even, you know, use check is making plays here and there, but uh, to, to Purdy's uh, level of play, I think that he's, he's doing enough in that offense to where they're obviously winning games and um, he's, yeah. he is taking care of the ball, but man, there's like, if I can't imagine if you took away like some of these pieces and so I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday and they were talking they were comparing purdy to peyton manning and tom brady 
And I was like, no, 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 we no. need to stop with that because those guys yeah. made average players look amazing. Yeah, they played with stars here and there, but like they yeah. made average players look really, really good a lot of the time. And right. technique wise, Brady and Manning were technicians at the quarterback position. It's not even close. Purdy is Purdy is still growing and maybe he'll get there, but like right now. I don't know who to compare him to. I would say probably like a young Drew Brees would be yeah, my best I, comparison. I and can see that. Uh, he, I mean, he's very accurate. You know, he can throw yeah. on it. He's, he's mobile. Young Brees is a little mobile. So I see him fitting that type of play style. And uh, he's going to have a successful career, you know, a long career. And he will be an MVP eventually, you know, with all the weapons that he has. And uh, don't be surprised if he wins it this year. Yeah, I we'll keep an eye on it, man. It definitely uh, is interesting looking at the race. I think Jalen Hurts' stock took a massive hit from that Seattle game. But all that to say, yes. we are excited. We're excited for Broncos football. Still, it, it's still you know yes. maybe maybe we'll see uh, an MVP candidate uh, in Pat Sertan or or you know maybe Cortland Sutton one of these days. But. Uh, make sure in the meantime that you are subscribed to this podcast and whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Make sure that you follow Chris and I on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr. at Patrick Coyote at Believe Network. And make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube as well. Reminder, go check out the DeMarcus Ware episode. It is so, 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 so good. Uh, can't wait to have him back because we didn't even get to like half the questions that I had. Uh, and Chris... Uh, I'm speaking for yourself and myself and Broncos country until next time. Let's ride. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.